0: Okay. Red, my turn. I spy with my little eye something beginning with... ...S. Um, a star. A ship? Space. It's space. Where is...?
1: Yeah, no. I should didn't know that. Uh, It's been two weeks. We need to get out of here. Okay, fine. I spy with my little eye something beginning with an... ...M? Uh, moon? No, no! Look! It's what? a spaceship! It's Moya! Oh, quick,
0: quick! Stick out your thumb, maybe we can flag them down! They're over here! Over here! Over here! No. over
2: here!
0: Hello, everybody! Welcome to Get Rewatch! Welcome back! It is now Hello. time for Season 2! And I'm Cartwright Hudson, joining me as always is Red Nightmare
1: back again baby
0: yeah we're back and speaking of babies that's the episode well the episode's called mind the baby and we do kind of pick up where season one left off season one was good it wasn't it was a lot of fun we enjoyed it a lot Mm -hmm. and we're going to hopefully enjoy season two (laughs) it's uh it's off to an
1: interesting start let's keep it at that for now
0: yeah i think interesting is the right word for it but uh yeah we'll be going through uh if you're New to the show, welcome. We will be going through every episode and talking about them, discussing them, discussing the plot and the story and characters. And you do not need to be watching along uh, with us on DVD or whatever, but you can as well, and plenty of people have been or doing a bit of everything really. <laughs> do
1: whatever the hell you want. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Saying. Yeah, exactly. And we hope you enjoy the show. So uh, without further ado, uh we all get started and where do we start out well if you remember at the end of season one dargo and john were floating in space aaron was maybe able to get them moya mm-hmm. had starbursted away leaving Crace and talon uh flying around in the asteroid field and scorpius was still looking for everybody yes and they oh yeah they also blew up the gamut base by setting fire to a moon yes so yeah <laughs> that's what hap- that's where we left off
1: and and they didn't just set fire to part of the moon. They set fire to the entire moon. Yeah,
0: all of it. Um,
1: had like an oil surface,
0: they said. But where we start out in media res. We start out with Zan, Chiana, Rigel, and Moya.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they say they're about to be attacked by a Sheyang vessel. Hey, like, hey, guys. One of those guys? Yeah. They even have a cutaway to presumably the same effect shot yes. from the, that episode. Um, but Roger wants to starburst. Moira can't starburst. Zan's seems to have gone a little bit mad and is constantly saying Dargo will save us. Dargo will save us.
2: And... Well,
1: Dargo clearly hasn't been there for a while.
0: Yeah, and then the Sheyang fire, and that's when Dargo wakes
1: up. Yes. <laughs> we cut to Dargo and John sitting in some sort of facility. and yeah. John being like, "Come on, wake up. At least you can talk in your sleep."
0: Yeah. And then he wakes up and he's like, I've been asleep. It's like, yeah, for like a week or so. He's been asleep for ages.
1: He has, John has no idea how long he's been asleep.
0: Yeah, and he's like, am I dead? I thought I was dead. Am I dead? Are you dead? What's happening? No,
1: you, no you're fine. You're alive.
0: And, you're alive. And then he gives us a quick summary of what happened that uh, Aaron managed to pick them up in the prowler, after mm-hmm. all, and drop them off at an asteroid. So they're still in the asteroid field. Yeah. And it's at a it seems to be some sort of abandoned facility and there's this weird kind of I, I want there's this weird kind of decision they made when shooting this scene between John and Dargo which mm-hmm. is to put the cameraman away from them behind a bunch of pillars and have him move around yeah and i don't think that worked it was just like a little they bit confusing
1: that, they do that several times in this in that location and it doesn't work for me
0: no it didn't work for me either i was just this whole time i was thinking what just you had a good shot tr-
1: just stop that no stay damn it stop moving <laughs> get closer get clo- we want to see their faces <laughs> yeah speaking of faces actually uh oh, yeah I might be mistaken but i think dargo's uh makeup has yep. come overhaul he he
0: has indeed um they sort of it's it's halfway hand waved by his exposure to space, but yes, it is a new set of prosthetics. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, lo- it looks a bit a bit less ridiculous and a bit more slightly less exa- exaggerated, and it it fits better with his face, I think.
0: Yeah, and it's also slightly more tanned. Uh, yep. If you compare him to season one, Dago. Season one, Dargo's is a lot more pale. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it is it is a little bit noticeable. And in in those scenes, at first you're like, oh, hey, yeah, nice. (laughs) And so Erin's not there at the moment with the two of them because she has to go off and basically scavenge for food because they're hiding there until uh,
1: Scorpius goes away, basically. Yeah. Uh, But... But that's not
0: exactly true.
1: (laughs) No, because we find out that she's sitting on the pad in a prowler talking to Kreis. Yeah. He's like, no,
0: they don't suspect. Uh, but I have to keep explaining my absences. And I'm like, wait, what? Secret ooh. meeting with Grace? Wait, what? Ooh. I'm like, Aaron, you filthy traitor. <laughs> and yeah, it's some. they have some kind of agreement. It's, and I think this is when we cut to titles. Yes. It's like, oh, ooh, what's all this then?
1: OK, so the plot, uh, I mean, the conflicts have been laid out for us. Yeah. Let's go.
0: Yeah, so we come back and Dargo and Crichton are talking still. And mm-hmm. it's like, Dargo asks Crichton if Moy got away, says yes. Chris made off with Talon. Basically, he's filling filling Dargo in about what's been happening. And Eren uh, comes in, and Dargo's very happy to see her alive.
1: Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to see you. And Eren just walks past and just starts gathering supplies. I'm like, wow. Pulled, Eren. <laughs> <Pulled." laughs>
0: yeah she seems to be visibly frustrated she says she couldn't find many supplies and so but Crichton and Dago are like well okay let's get off this rock go somewhere else because yeah. we're clearly running out of stuff here and she's like no we're not doing that Prowler will run out of fuel soon Scorpius wants Crichton bad and then it's like well he's not going to look forever and John's like
1: well he wouldn't underestimate Scorpius' patience on this one yep
0: and it feels like there's a lot more tension between them. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think this is one point. D- Dargo says, as John once said, we should go down with a swing. <laughs> it's like
1: no, Just go, down, go down
0: swinging. Go down swinging. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yes, what that what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how they're trying to pick up on his phrases. Yeah, and back on Moya, real real Moira this time, not mm. fake Moya. Uh, Rigel tells Chiana that he's not hungry. This is a, this is a great scene because you see that Rigel's sort of like moaning, he's like, "Oh," and Chiana's like, "I have some food." He's like, "I'm not hungry." She's so like, "Are you sick? <laughs> Are you okay?" It's like <laughs> Chiana's wrong?
1: actually concerned. Well, because if Rigel stops eating, you know something's very wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. Also, before we go on with this scene, uh, Rigel also got an overhaul. Yep are using a new puppet, and I'm not entirely sure if I like it or not.
0: Yeah, I didn't notice a, a huge difference,
1: but... His, his face is a bit shorter mm. and a bit flatter, and I think it works for the look of a a, a frog they're going for. Yeah. But I might, might have just been these scenes, but I don't feel his face is as expressive as it was in last season. Mm. I think we might see that change as things go on. But I hope yeah. so.
0: Yeah, I feel that's probably more down to the way the scene was done, I think.
1: Very very possible, yeah.
0: Yeah, but yes, Chiana's asking why uh, he's not hungry. He's, he's clearly very worried, and Pilot reveals why, and that's because Moya is returning to the asteroid field where she last saw Talon. Yeah. So she's heading back after having Starbursted away.
1: And they're like, um... That's insane, why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, also, have you forgotten how dangerous that command carrier is
0: yeah but it's moya is trying to go back for her baby and basically it's all moya's doing it's not the crew or pilot it's solely moya being like nope i'm going back for my baby yeah they picked a path so that they should re-enter their field undetected by scorpius but this is still a really bad idea
1: (laughs) super dangerous Though Moya doesn't understand why everybody's so scared. Yeah, although... Only uh, Moya's forgotten what a command carrier can do.
0: Yeah, and they said that they're entirely... They're not entirely defenseless. They still have the defense screen from the Zelbinian.
1: Finally, that's was like, yeah, up. when
0: did and... that... <laughs> it's like, oh, now you
1: remember. Wow. Like, <laughs> it's been like... It was half a... Se- well, more than half a season. Yeah, PK Tech Girls, when they got that thing, and I've been waiting for them to use
2: it.
0: Yeah, and I love that they, they mentions it, Rigel mentions it, and it pans across to command to clearly another area of the of the command set that they've not panned to in like 20 episodes. <laughs> and it's there, it's like, oh, that thing, oh yeah, well you should use that. It's been there all along. Yeah, it's like, what the hell? Alright, well, at least the this episode is acknowledging continuity. Uh, if the other episodes completely forgot about it. That was so stupid. <laughs> was like, well, it makes sense because, oh, yeah, no, that was totally set up. But why didn't they use it
1: before? Yeah, there's been like three, two or three episodes where they could have used that thing.
0: Yeah, they used it once, and that was in the in PK Tech Girl. Yeah. When they set it up
1: and then forgot about it. <laughs> like, did it didn't they actually at that point use it on the Zelbinian instead of...
0: They were taking it off and putting it on
1: Moya. I, I think they never managed to finish oh, right. it. Oh,
0: right. Okay.
1: Which is why I assumed they haven't been using it ah, yet. Ah, right. Okay, that
0: makes sense. But yeah, they haven't even mentioned it until now. (laughs) They've had had three months to install it during Jeremiah Crichton. I mean, they probably needed that amount of time to install it, but... (laughs) Okay, true. (laughs) Uh. So, yeah, so this seems like a bit of a dangerous thing to be doing. Quite rightly, everyone is pointing this out, but they're going ahead with it
1: anyway. Oh, well.
0: (laughs) We'll see how it goes.
1: Hell have no fury, but then a woman's scorned.
0: Yes, especially if the woman is a spaceship.
1: Yeah, and the Scorn is a, take, a stolen baby.
0: Yeah, no, don't mess with mum. Don't do that. That's, no. So they're, they're going to come in undetected by Scorpius. And meanwhile, we actually go, we cut to Scorpius.
1: Yes, and my first response to this scene was, what the fuck? <laughs> this is great. We cut to Scorpius.
0: It's close up. And the remember that he's got the blinking lights on the side of his uh, face mask? Mm-hmm. And... What that is, it seems to be something is being ejected out of there. It looks It's a red glow stick, and it sort of drills out of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's steaming, so it looks to be some kind of coolant rod. Yeah. And it, it gets replaced by a tech and uh, drilled back into his head, and he's grimacing the whole time. So, oh, okay, hey,
1: hey Scorpius, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that's the thing that we now... No, but what? Yeah, <laughs> that he he it's has going, cool It's going rock. straight into his brain.
0: Yep, that's metal AF. It's getting drilled right in there. Ah, uh, yeah. So clearly, Scorpius's uh, lineage as well, half suba, well part Serbation, part Scarran, makes his body kind of behave weird. Uh,
1: I guess.
0: Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we don't get really explained, but it's just like he's having it changed and uh, when we cut to him. Just and... changing the oil. He needs to, he needs to check up every <laughs> two, three years. Yeah, and uh, we actually have Lieutenant Baraka enters the uh, shot as well, and he's clearly a bit taken aback by by this mm-hmm. site as well, and is a little bit distracted. And he says, uh, we haven't, you know, informing him that they haven't detected anything. He's clearly scared, because Scorpius is being a bit angry. Yeah. He's like, okay, we know that it's possible that they'd exploded, and we couldn't stop them blowing up the gamut base. However, there is a single lone prowler, one single prowler, that you can't find with an entire command carrier at your disposal, basically. Mm-hmm. So pull your finger out and do your job. <laughs> and it's possible that, however unlikely, that's where Crichton and Dargo ended up. So until we've exhausted that avenue and we know that that's not the case, we're not leaving. So the fact you haven't found that is really starting to grind my gears.
2: (laughs) Literally. Yeah. Did you
0: see that thing coming out of my head? It was red hot. That's not not a good sign. That's your fault. That's your fault. You
1: did this. This this is the amount of frustration I need to put up with.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. is that He also, because Scorpius knows that Crichton would rather die than uh, be handed over to him. Mm-hmm. and so you let him get rescued so you've kind of you've you've screwed things up by not capturing that prowler that we took and that's the thing is you mentioned it when we recorded family ties that what they're not going to spot one extra prowler you know that's not gonna yeah. be a thing so, well apparently they did they would just were really crap at finding it <laughs> <laughs> now
2: we
1: actually cut to crace on talon and talon's apparently being a bit uh erratic yeah, a bit impatient, I think. Charging up weapons, he wants to. And Chris recognizes this, like, you're a warrior, you want to fight, I understand that, but this is clearly a trap.
0: Yeah, because there are some random transmissions coming from Scorpius to try and basically spook Talon into revealing himself, which was actually his plan uh, yep. in Family Ties, so, you know, he's, he's going to give that a try. And Kreis is actually saying, like, I know you want to go look for your mother, and I know you want to do all of that, but she abandoned you. It's just me and you. We'll get out of this, but you need to power down so that we don't get discovered. Yes. And uh, eventually, he is able. He says to Talon, like, you need to be... You are brave enough to do this. And Talon yep. man- and powers down. But
1: not until Aaron actually arrives. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Yeah, because Aaron, Aaron. Uh, that's part of the deal that Aaron struck with Crace is that Aaron helps calm down Talon because mm. he listens to her a lot better. Yeah, and we've established that that they have a very strong bond. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I, I loved in this scene how she's very, she's very kind, and she's she's uh, touching parts of the ship, caressing it as a child. It's like, what's the matter? Yeah. Talk to me and. Yeah. Again, we have that beeping, um, the lights and the sounds uh, as yeah. a form of communication. And it's clear that Erin can understand what he's saying.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's as direct as like a language, but it's certainly easy to infer what yeah. he actually means.
1: And I, I'm also partially assuming that the reason she can understand him so well is part of that pilot DNA she still has.
0: Yeah, possibly that as well. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, they're able to calm Talon down and... Yeah, and, I okay, there is a very brief scene with Chris and Aaron in Talon where they're discussing, you know, who best to calm him down and their influence. And they kind of get a little bit close together, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit, like, a little bit too close. I'm like, don't, no, don't do it, don't do it. No, no, don't, no, not don't. They do-. don't. They don't, but I'm like, oh, don't, don't set that up. <laughs> I, I,
1: I personally, I think that was just crazy intimidating, Aaron.
0: Yeah, possibly. Uh, we'll see. But they're they're very clearly filling like the uh, mum and dad role for for yes. uh,
1: Talon. For now, that's exactly what they're doing.
0: Yeah, Aaron heads back to Dargo and Crichton, and <laughs> when she comes back, I love this scene Dargo and Crichton, so they're playing rock paper scissors, and um, they're going, okay, one, two, two. three. And Dago but, throws rock, uh, John throws paper, and he's like, Dago's like, ha, I win! <laughs> uh, no, no,
1: no, 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 that's not how that works. Paper covers rock. And he's like, no, rock rips through paper. And it's like, no, makes that's not those, how it, that's not how it works. Uh, make, it makes no sense! <laughs> and so Dargo's credit, he's right, that doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> Although I have I love this like there's a there's a brilliant bit in this where Dargo's like, Well, oh, it's not realistic, and John says it's not supposed to be realistic, it's supposed to be entertaining. Yeah, and, and Dargo
1: I, responds with well, my coma was more entertaining than this.
0: No, but 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 though, I cannot help but think that that line, it's not supposed to be realistic, it's supposed to be entertaining, has a double meaning in that it's somewhat directed at people who are like, Far not realistic.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> like sci-fi kind of. I didn't even practice. know that was that. That was a commentary on sci-fi. On I think. Farscape
2: I,
0: I think it, it kind of is. I I can't help but think of it as like a a slight take that against people who are like, this isn't realistic. Well, so like it's, it's not, sci-fi. Of course it isn't. Well, yeah, but like, like that line. It's not supposed to be realistic. It's supposed to be entertaining. I mean. <laughs> I I I I whether or not that's intentional, I see that as like a <laughs> as like a meta kind of thing.
1: I I I kind of hope that is the case. I actually.
0: really hope so. <laughs> anyway, um, Aaron has come back, and basically the two of them have offered to right. Okay, maybe we should help. If uh, more of us look, we can better chance of finding suva- uh finding supplies.
1: And yeah, just... and or oh, basically, let's just. Go. Let's, yeah, leave,
0: let's get out of here. Everyone least in, let us do something. Hop in the prowler and uh get out of here. And and Aaron's like, No, 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 no. We'll keep doing what we're doing. Uh, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And Crichton realizes something's up.
1: Yeah, he says, like look me in the eye and say me there's nothing going on.
0: There's <laughs> actually before that he's like, Okay, uh how many times right. have we saved each other's lives? And, I, I've lost count. Uh, yeah, and then he's like, How many times have we been close? And she's. And uh, Aaron's just like very nervous. He's like, uh, once? It's like, No, 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 no just, I'm not like once. that. I mean, like, like, friend close. She's like, Oh, friend friend, close. Yeah, lots of <laughs> times. And Dargo's kind of in the back, like, <clears throat> <laughs> Looking around sheepishly. <laughs> and so he's like, Yeah, no, I know that you're holding something back from me. Yeah. And she can't deny it. She looks him in the eye and just doesn't say anything.
1: Yeah, and then then, she goes to the other side of the of the room, and she's like, you're not going to like what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I made a deal with Krace. Excuse me, what? Yeah, and that both him and Dargo are like,
0: you did what now? And she explains that by the time she retrieved them, they were about to suffocate, and Krace gave her the coordinates for the oxygen-based atmosphere mm-hmm. asteroid that they're currently on, which she wouldn't have found in... Uh, Time by herself. Yep. Uh, but in return for that, she she was going to help take care of Talon.
1: Yeah, and I like that Darwin's Like you should have let us die.
0: Yeah, he he's very much the nope nope screw this I would rather be dead. And uh, Aaron says that okay, Crace's control is better than no control for Talon, which mm-hmm. John's like, no.
1: <laughs> like, what do you what do you prefer? That Scorpius destroys Talon? It's like, okay, okay, fair, yes, yeah. fine, exactly. still, it's crace.
0: Yeah, they're both very angry, and she says, well, I couldn't have let you die. And they're, they're actually just really arguing about it, and just Dago flicks his tongue and knocks her unconscious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> because, right, that's a thing he can do.
0: Yeah, and just, I'm a little bit like, whoa, dude, <laughs> okay. That's one way to stop, stop an argument, I guess. I mean,
1: that's the second time he's done that to her. Yeah. And then John's like, okay, he grabs, uh, he grabs Aaron's pistol. I'm going to go. Um, go say hi to Chris. And I like that Dargos first, like, no, 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 no. I'm going to go. And John's like, no, you can barely stand at this point. I'm going. No, I, know, I know Chris. <laughs> and then he, John walks up to him, looks him square in the eye, said, what? You don't think I do? Oh, right yeah sorry that's not what dargo says but that's very heavily implied
0: yeah that's the look on his
1: face of like
0: oh yeah yeah and then they then they rock paper scissors for it and john wins (laughs) (laughs) so he's gonna go pay Crace a visit oh that's gonna be fun Yep. so we now cut away to moya and uh, we actually see zan for the first time this episode because tiana's gone to see her uh, basically to try and convince her to talk to Moya, to tell Moya to not go back to the asteroid field. Yes, but Zan is meditating and she
1: doesn't really care.
0: She is deep into meditation. She's basically standing in her quarters with two crystals in her hands and staring at a glowy thing. And basically she's performing the ceremony, or it's called the Sikh, they call it. Mm-hmm. But she, to it's to become a Pau again. And Chiana's like, hey, Zan, 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 you talk, Zan, I want to talk to you. Zan, Zan, Zan. And Zan sort of blinks,
1: looks at her and says, you have 30 microts. <laughs> and then basically, Chiana rattles off the entire list of things that's wrong. It's like, did you get all that? Yes. It's like, so you'll help then? No. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Okay, well,
0: this is just great. Zan's being useless.
1: <laughs> yeah. She's out there, let's keep, let's keep it at that for now. We'll, yeah. we'll find out more what's going on later in the episode. yeah,
0: then we actually cut back to we don't see Kreis and John just yet because we have a quick scene with Aaron and Dargo because uh, she says, "Well, you've killed us all now by letting Crichton go to Kreis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dargo's like, well, as a fugitive, Grace's goals is
1: only for himself, yeah which makes I- him even
0: more dangerous. <laughs>
1: Aaron, Aaron believes that he might He might have actually changed, that he's not no longer... He genuinely wants to help.
0: Yeah, or at least that their goals are aligned for
1: now. Yeah, and Aaron, and Dargo's like, no, 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 no. He's still incredibly dangerous. Even if he's no longer a peacekeeper.
0: Yeah, we're still not going to trust him. Which, I, yeah, I kind of agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because given what we see next, because we go back to Tallinn and we see Kreis uh, just by himself at first on the phone with Scorpius. Yes. Plots within plots, people. Everybody's talking to everyone. It's double agents, like, I'm a spy, I'm also a spy. For this spy,
1: <laughs> I'm double spy. I just, the thought that Aaron and Grace are constantly conversing and then Grace and Scorpius are constantly conversing, like, for some reason I, I believe, I, I got it in my head, like, that, that Dargo and Scorpius are also calling, like, <laughs> Have you heard the latest rumour? What? No. No, she didn't!
0: <laughs> what? Oh, my god.
1: It's like, everybody's calling everybody. It's like, I'm...
0: Sorry, John, I've been a spy this whole time. <laughs> Takes off his mask. And he's just Scorpius. This whole let's, time. <laughs> let's not go back to that part again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what he's actually doing, he's saying that I'm building Aaron's trust, and it's but it's time-consuming, as is building the trust of the gunship, and you know your transmissions are not helping, and Scorpius says your report was overdue. I thought you were incapacitated. I was trying to retrieve the gunship. Exactly. So it
1: is important.
0: Yeah, because Scorpius says like only Crichton matters. Nothing else
1: matters. Yeah. Basically, I think the deal Crichton and Scorpius have arrived to is that Scorpius gets Crichton, and Crichton gets to keep Talon. Yeah. Just leave. Mm.
0: I would suspect that. Scorpius would probably not actually honour that deal.
1: If, of course not. Nobody's <laughs> honouring any deals in this one.
0: Well, no, especially because letting the rogue uh, peacekeeper commander keep the experimental gunship seems like a terrible idea. Yes. <laughs> from certainly from Scorpius's point of view. Mm-hmm. Chris tells Scorpius like you keep you always brag about your patience, and so you should display some of that now. And I I was able. to I was able to call this line yeah, from Scorpius. Same same it's like my patience, my patience is great, and I was like, "But it's not infinite. But it is not infinite." Yes, yes. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's clearly time is running out for Grace or Scorpius' patience is running out, at least. Yeah, what is also running out
1: is Crassus's time because right after that conversation, <laughs> John arrives. John's just like pops in behind Kreis uh, with his
0: gun out. It's like, hey! And it's like, oh, I know, sorry, should have called should- first.
1: <laughs> I was just sit in the neighborhood and I figured I'd drop by. <laughs> Put your hands up, no seriously. Yeah. <laughs> A bit of standoff because Kreis says, like, I would advise you not to kill me because uh, Talon might react uh, poorly to it and uh, kill you. And then John's like, yeah, but then he would be out of your control, so... Mm. Ding. <laughs> But uh, Talon, he says, Talon considers him
0: a friend, because also quick before John walks in, uh, after he get hangs up on Scorpius, he basically says to Talon, he's like right, that's how peacekeepers treat their own." And mm-hmm. Talon and Eren are alike, and so is Kreis. They're all very similar and in it together, and don't okay. trust Scorpius. So, so yeah, he's clearly been building up trust with uh, Talon. Mm-hmm. Neither of them, neither John nor wants to see Talon in Scorpius'
1: control. And then I love that Crace scratches in his neck, which is like, ah, that's that's a classic tale for There's something happening, I'm trying to signal you, I'm currently scratching my neck though I'm not <laughs> actually itching. And actually internal guns show up.
0: Yeah, there's actually there's a bit of dialogue I don't want to miss before that though, because Sorry. basically he, Crichton asks Crace what he wants. And Chris says he wants to escape from Scorpius, travel even deep into the uncharted yes. territories, and reevaluate his path. it's like, oh, John's like, you want to have a midlife crisis? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, okay, fine. Go
1: date the supermodel. Go, go do, go, go quit the firm. Go to Hawaii. Date the supermodel, but you do not get to keep the Porsche. I <laughs> love that line. It's great.
0: It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, sure. Go on. A, go find yourself, but. No, you don't get to keep the ship. No. I mean, what the hell do you think? <laughs> and then,
1: and then the guns come out.
0: Yeah, both like. Crace Kr- says, "Right, intruder. There's an intruder here." So Talons, yeah, guns pop out, and then Crichton grabs Crace and puts his
1: gun on him, and puts his gun to Crace's head and drags mm-hmm. him off. Because Talons, like, yeah, I'm not killing my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. 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 Fine. You can leave. You can leave. <laughs> And he uh, takes basically takes the Prowler. Yeah, he takes
0: him to the Prowler. Now back on Moya, Moya's accelerated because he's picked up a distressed transmission from Talon. Yeah. And, okay. Tiana and Rigel are like, you know, uh, we sh- we could leave. And was like, leave Moya. It's
1: like, yeah. Yes. The module of uh greatness of the cargo bay. <laughs> and I love how we, this... This talk cuts to... Cuts to uh, well, it cuts to Pilot because they
0: were talking to him beforehand. He's like, Maya has accelerated. And then basically they leave the phone on <laughs> while they're talking about this. And Pilot has some amazing reaction scenes. So facial like, facial oh, reactions
1: God. are perfect on this. Like, because, oh, for frick's sake, this again.
0: Because it cuts back to
1: him when they're talking about
0: that. And he gives, for an uh, animatronic crustacean... The best eye roll I've ever seen <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It is an amazing eye roll. It's perfect just like Ugh and like, uh, oh
1: not this again.
0: It's, it's so good. And um and then we cut back to the Rigel and Chiana and then another one where they're like Oh right, no, it's when it says, uh, you know, there's a transport pod you could take and they're like, Oh no no, we we could we would never think of leaving Moya at all no that wouldn't and there's a little smirk he's like <laughs> a little smirk yeah, on his face with and like his that. eyebrows go up and his lips curl properly it's like ah that, the acting the animatronics so good
1: what good acting that's why I like it... that they do point out like yeah no moy was there when zan had her whole crisis troubles crisis so we can't leave her
0: yeah and I do yeah, like
1: that. There's there there's still a glimmer of decency in those two.
0: Yeah, they're like, okay, we 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 really want to leave because this is a bad idea, but no, we should stick by Moya because she's done a lot to help us. Yeah. Uh, but Pilot's reactions are the best thing about that scene. Yeah, uh, I actually the... went back and watched it that scene uh, like several times over, <laughs> just because it was so good. <laughs> and like that that's why that's why I love Pilot as a character because he's. The the level of detail they can get down to with his expressions is really great mm-hmm. and it really helps you uh, believe in that character. Yep.
1: And I, I love that. I that love eye scene.
0: roll. <laughs> Pilot eye rolling is just... I, I need that gif to re, as a reaction gif for, for, for things. <laughs> so yeah, they're heading back into the asteroid field and Scorpius detects them coming or detects actually the distress signal. So mm-hmm. he's figured out that okay, Moya's coming back but uh, if they, if she is able to hide along with her offspring, then they've gained nothing. Ah. Ah. <laughs> He's getting a bit frustrated here. Mm. So uh, Moya turns up again, but uh, before she gets to Talon, there's a prowler. And they're like, wait, a prowler? Wait, what? And, and they're like, oh, crap. Well, Jig's up. They found us. Damn it. And the pilot's like, no, they're not powering weapons. It's actually asking to dock. And they're like, wait, what do we do? And I think Chiana eventually says, Okay, no, let it dock. So she goes down to the docking bay with a rifle pointed mm-hmm. at the doors <laughs> to see what happens. And uh, out comes Crichton with Krace with Gunter is
1: dead. <laughs> okay, there's a very, very minor sound thing here because for a brief second, the victory music that they've been using plays. It's like, oh, yeah. Uh, and that gets snuffed out when she Gia- that, that gets turned down, right as Chiana says, Hold it right there. <laughs> yeah, because she's she's not
0: convinced. She's like, "How do I know it's you?" It's like, Wait, you want to check my birthmarks?" It's like, "Yeah, maybe." <laughs> <laughs> but then Crichton throws Cricht down to the floor. It's like I'm bringing this guy back, putting him back where he belongs. And Tiana then just leaps into his arm, leaps into Crichton's arms. And when we say leap, oh yeah, leap. This is like... in, in fact, they make a point of cutting. ...to a wide shot with, like, uh, Chiana flying up in the air. Like, like,
1: several meters.
0: Yeah, clearly done with probably uh, wire, probably wires or something. Mm-hmm. And just flying at him. It's like, wait, what? That's a thing you can do?
1: Sure, why not, I guess. Yeah, and they have, they have a very knowing hug, and oh, it's all nice. <laughs> and she's like, I'm alive, you're alive. It's like, yeah, I'm alive. And I like to. while Kreese is lying there on the floor, there's a little DRD with his gun out being like, poke, poke, get up, dude, we're, we're moving, come on.
0: Well, that looked more to me like he like the DRD goes up, flicks the gun out, and is like, stay where you are, mister. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't move. <laughs> I love the DRDs so much. They're so uh, cute. They,
1: they use them so well.
0: <laughs> and now John goes to see Zan, and Zan's like, oh, hey, you're alive. Or, no, no, not, not really. No, that's not a response. No. She's like, oh, hello, John. So it's like, yeah, hi. Um, good to see you, too. It's like, yes, your spirit will always be with me. And he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not dead. I'm, <laughs> I'm alive.
1: I'm, in I'm my right notes, it John Crichton is a ghost. Because <laughs> <laughs> she actually thinks he's dead. He's yeah, like, yeah, your spirit will always be with me. I'm here in the flesh. It's like I'm right here. Hi,
0: hello. Puts her hand on his face. He's like, oh yes, John, you'll always be with me. It's like, okay. <laughs> Zan is like properly checked out here.
2: Yes.
1: She's,
0: she's um. She's out of it. She's got a bit cuckoo. Yeah, she's like the idea is that she's really absorbed in the meditation. But... I I think
1: she ha- she's suffering a little bit of PTSD. Yeah, on that
0: the- as well. I think it's a bit of both. It's like from. Uh, possibly having lost Crichton and Dargo, coupled, which is probably what pushed her back into, right, well, I'm going to, you know, absorb myself in my uh, priesthood again to huh? take my mind off it, and that's not a... <laughs> that
1: didn't work. No, and it's caused her to basically, apparently, start seeing visions of dead John and dead Dargo, despite the fact that they're not actually dead.
0: Yeah, that's weird. So, Zahn is still being no
1: help, really. She just give me ear kiss again though.
0: Yeah, she she like oh hello, and, just, and we have the, like the sound effect, and John has to sit down for a second. Whoa! Was like, oh, what the hell that. Okay, so he he's back on Moya, uh, which is great, you know. But things are still not properly fixed yet. So <laughs> we cut back to the asteroid mm-hmm. with Dargo and Aaron, and, and Dargo is playing rock paper scissors with himself.
2: <laughs> it's like
0: <laughs> one, Sorry. two, three.
1: Hmm. One, two, three. Hmm. And they're throwing One, two, different three, things. Three. The hands it's like a tie again. <laughs> like it's not a single player game, you idiot. He's throwing
0: different things with each hand as well. It's like what? I actually, I actually had to pause the DVD because I was laughing so hard when that cut <laughs> back. Just to him playing rock paper
1: scissors by himself. Oh, I did. I didn't laugh that much. when I was like, oh god, damn.
0: It. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the the image of that. It's like. Oh wow. So he goes to pick up Dargo and Aaron and then Pilot says, Okay, Moya's communicating with Talon, he's about to leave the asteroid field, and so we've got to, you know, really get going here. And <laughs> Scorpius Scorpius finds out finds this out of course. And that Moya's pursuing, and so he's like, Right, okay, Braca on my signal, we cripple both ships and send commander units to take over. I only bothered about taking Crichton alive. Yeah. Don't care about anything else. That's all
1: that matters. Yeah, but for now, trail them, but stay out of their sensor range. Because he wants, he wants them to get out of the field a bit. Far enough that they can't leap back in once they uh, completely pursue. I like also we have now, uh, uh, right before Moya catches up to Talon, who's fleeing the scene, we also have a few scenes inside.
0: Yeah, so we actually see Rigel reacting to Cretan and Dago being alive, and basically he seizes up and can't breathe. And he's like.
2: <gasps> and, and then
0: like, Aaron arrives. He gets even worse.
1: And John's like, Do you need like a Hynerian Heimlich? And he starts trying to give him like a Heimlich maneuver. And I like that Aaron's like, No, no, no. That's, that, that's the thing Hynerians have. It's when they experience strong emotions. And then he's like, Rachel's able to experience strong emotions aside from greed. And John's just like laughing about it. I didn't think you had it in yet. Ah. <laughs> but but even could- Dargo's laughing at him at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's actually really sweet. It's like, oh, see, he does care, despite the fact he tried to sell them out in the last episode. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. What? What's? Hmm? Did you hear something? <laughs> no, I didn't hear anything. No, I don't know what that was.
1: <clears throat>
0: <laughs> I still don't trust you, Rachel. Mm. <laughs>
1: That's why you love him. Yeah, because his throat is so <laughs> tight, you could easily crush it.
0: Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> so yeah, Rigel is very uh, yeah. He, he's pleased to see them, and so it sounds like uh, Talon's not listening to Moya. So Aaron's like, "Well, can I speak to Talon?" But Talon's like, "Well, I'm not listening to you either." Yeah. <laughs> she tries to talk to her, to him, but
1: it doesn't work. He doesn't, even, he doesn't even acknowledge that she's speaking to him. Also, again, I love that. Aaron asks permission from Moya yeah. to talk to Talon.
0: Pilot explicitly says, like, Moya consents, you may talk to Talon. He's
1: like, alright. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And so when that doesn't work, then
1: uh, Aaron goes to see Zan. I love uh, this seat. So, so much. yeah. She sits next to him and it's like, uh, oh, hi, Zan, how are you doing? I love you, Aaron. And I, what? <laughs> I love you. Oh, Christ, I heard it the first time correctly. <laughs> uh,
0: Thank you. <laughs> it's like, I'm not sure. And then she's like, I love all living things. He's like, Okay, I... uh, okay. Here's what's going on, right? And she actually calls Zan out mm-hmm. because Zan's like, I'm, you know, going back to the priesthood. I love everything. I love all living things. And I, it's like, I have
1: a love that transcends.
0: And it's, yeah. yeah, exactly. A love it in its most rarefied sense. She's like, That's a load of shit, Zan. Basically yeah. she she calls her out, it's like that is a load of selfish crap that uh as far as I'm concerned, as far as Erin's concerned, she said. as far as I'm concerned, she says love means fighting to protect the people that you care about and you're sat on your ass doing nothing.
2: Yeah So are you gonna help us or not? Off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she storms off and uh Zhang tries to go back to her meditation but it just it's clearly not working. No, so she's, like, she's,
1: she's She's getting frustrated, and it's like, because oh. it, I think Zan's realizing that Aaron's right.
0: Yeah, it's, it's basically she's poured herself into this, so she doesn't have to deal with anything. It's it's the form of
1: bliss that uh, uh, bliss and love that you try that transcends all material things, but completely ignores everything around you.
0: Well, that's the thing. It transcends all material things, but the material things is. Kind of what matters here.
1: I mean, the material things is what makes that love for a large part.
0: Yeah, it's not so easy to separate the two. No. And so, right, she she does manage to snap out of it, and uh, we'll we'll help them. We'll go back to her old self, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, Zan, who actually does stuff. <laughs>
2: Let's and, hope so.
0: And so they've thrown Trace in uh, back into a cell, and so now we see him talking with Dargo. Mm-hmm. and Krace is a lot more confident now than he was in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, even in captivity. He says, I can't stay here, Talon needs me, and I can keep Talon from the Peacekeepers. And they...
1: Dargo's like, just accept that you're going to be in there for a very long time.
0: Yeah, and they actually have a bit of uh, back and forth about Dargo's history. Crace mm-hmm. says, you're very atypical for a Luxon. You were a farmer and... Uh, then you had your, before your life was taken from you. And he's like, yeah. So it's like, oh, I understand. I was on a farming colony too before the peacekeepers took me away. Yeah. Uh, and that,
1: like, he, he, he prefaces that sentence with, I, know, I, I, I don't disagree with you at all. I have, my family lived on a farm. And then Dargo counts that, yeah, so uh, my wife was a peacekeeper, was a sebation. Do you agree with that?
0: And then, yeah, Chris's line is like, I, no, I, Find that repellent. But in basically a moment of clarity, he's like, I find that repellent, but that's the basically that's the peacekeepers talking. That was instilled to me into me through peacekeeper training, and that needs to be reevaluated.
1: Yeah, he's really he's starting to reevaluate everything he knows now that he's no longer a peacekeeper.
0: Yeah, and I like that that's like Chris's moment of clarity for like, yeah, all of that stuff that I believe is because of my peacekeeper training and indoctrination and I really need to take a hard look at that I not think he's going to do much of that now but no. that's why he wants to go have his midlife crisis
1: yes he wants, he wants to he really wants to have a midlife crisis and figure out his
0: life yeah <laughs> listen I just need to go to the uncharted territories and find myself yeah <laughs> Uncharted territories is filled with like forty something guys <laughs> just going there on holiday. There's like movies about it. It's like I'm just going there to find myself, and everyone's there's like, Everyone who lives there is like, "Oh God, these assholes again." <laughs>
1: it's like freaking Hawaii, Half hour. Yeah. What out, is half the of these geriatric, <laughs> geriatric people be- <beeple> playing <laughs> mahjong.
0: <laughs> well, it's like if you believe if you look at the movies, it's either India or Africa where where middle-aged white people go to find themselves <laughs> <laughs> not the. i mean chris is uh, i mean lani tupu's um maori i believe from uh yeah he's from new zealand yeah, i think i think but uh, the the, the idea is there you know it's that yeah. <laughs> it's that shape of thing. anyway chris is trying to sell himself as like i can keep talent from the peacekeepers let me get back in control there's one other thing in that scene between chris and dargo which is that he says before you were captured were were you happy? And he's like, happier yes. than you can imagine. Yeah.
1: And then Chris answers Well, I envy you for that.
0: Yes, yeah, so you get to hold on to that. That's something you can uh, cherish. And from the sounds of it, Chris, Chris didn't
1: have that kind of happiness. Mm. I mean, he doesn't explicitly say those last few no, lines, but that, but that is what's heavily implied. Like you, you had a moment of happiness.
0: Yeah, he was taken. I mean, yeah, he was taken at a very young age, so he never mm-hmm. really got to mature uh, like that and be his own man so we go back to uh, Braca and Scorpius because braca says okay the Leviathans have both increased their speed they're getting they seem to be getting out of there Scorpius is walking around Braca increases quarters and he's like okay they've increased their speed which means they either are about to do initiate a plan or they don't have one
2: mm-hmm
0: and he sort of comes up behind Braca and is sort of looking at him expectantly and this is very subtle he's like looking at him it's like there's this brief pause and then he's like so our course of action is obvious
2: we well, overtake the cases, like cases. yeah come on Braca, pay exactly. attention exactly
0: yeah that's the that's that's what i got from that he's like he's expecting Braca to take the initiative mm-hmm. and Braca doesn't and he's like it's very it's actually pretty subtle on uh, Scorpius's face but you can
1: just see the Okay.
0: No, we overtake them and yeah. then we
1: <laughs> do that. It's like come on, Braca, show some initiative. He wants he wants you to actually think think for yourself.
0: Yeah, and we did see that uh when he said to Braca, uh, I think it was is in Family Ties where he says yeah, last, um, last season. If you weren't able to speak freely you wouldn't be here. I want you to show some initiative. I want you know to you to do that. And, yeah. he's, and he's kind of like okay, Braca, no, come on, come on. It should be obvious. Come on, dude.
2: <laughs> Help me out here.
0: <laughs> But he, I, like, I like that he's actually trying to instill that kind of thing in his uh, subordinates or his immediate subordinates it's anyway. it's so much
1: more useful if you have right-thinking people making decisions quicker that way.
0: Yeah, exactly. And once again, Scorpius is not some egomaniacal person who wants to do everything his way and is only interested no. in what he has to say. It's, you know, he's only interested in the end result.
1: Yeah, and if that means somebody else has a good idea, he's completely fine with that.
0: Yeah, but uh, Brock is not uh, picking up what he's putting down, so... <laughs> so yeah, they've got to overtake them and uh, blow them up. or And engage, anyway. So, everyone on Moya is running to command. Because mm-hmm. they're accelerating. Get out of there. And then Talon turns around.
1: Oh,
2: he doesn't so much turn around well, as turn his gun on. He turns his
0: gun on and points it at Moya. And he's demanding Krace. He's confused. He wants Krace back because he doesn't know what to do about the carrier. And Moya won't evade. And so they say, okay, pilot, take evasive action. And
1: he's like, Moya will not take evasive action. She doesn't think Talon will fire. And John's like, okay, fine. Can we please put that screen up just in case Mommy's wrong? It's like, we don't know that it'll work. It's like, well, what else do we have? Yeah, so they turn it on. And... And <laughs> <laughs> I love that, like... Talon fires, the shield fizzles out, and the sparks. shield generator sparks fly out everywhere. <laughs> the leaf blower blows some loose pieces into the air from back. It's 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 proper like sci-fi
0: style explosion, sparks going off yeah. everywhere, like you like Star Trek. And John says this amazingly meta line which is haven't you people heard of fuses <laughs> <laughs> which is like the which is exactly what everyone says about like star trek when the consoles would explode uh-huh. or when the consoles would uh, shout, shoot sparks it's like have they not heard of like fuses and circuit breakers and
1: stuff yeah to prevent that shit from happening just <laughs> and shutting this- down the system to prevent you from bleeding burnt alive in the face and i
0: love that john says that it's like it's that it's that little level of meta commentary on sci-fi mm-hmm. stuff which, which makes is, total sense for him yeah which is also looking back at the it's supposed to be entertaining line which is kind of why that
1: reinforces my belief in that being a meta okay fair a enough. Meta line <laughs> i do like also like that then pilot says the uh the defense screen has been deactivated and Chiana looks at the at the burned-out husk of that systems like no, really, <laughs> you
0: don't say.
1: <laughs> so yeah,
0: they got what you know. They survived one shot, but now now they kind of have to do what Talon wants mm-hmm. because Talon says that was a warning shot, and uh, one more shot will damage Moya heavily. And so Erin agrees to take Grace to Talon, uh, but she'll stay aboard with him. Mm-hmm. And Grant's like, "Well, for how long?" He's like, "As long as it takes." She's prepared to basically stay on board Talon for uh, as long as necessary and leave the others on Moya. Yeah. Uh, even going along with Kreis. And says, well, Kreis well, will
1: object to that. And he's like, and she's mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. He already offered me that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yes, yeah. she was holding something back before when uh, talking about the fact that she was meeting with Kreis. Mm-hmm. But she didn't tell him until now that he had offered to take her with him. Yes. So yeah, mm, I'm. It, it's odd because we know that. Out, I mean, out of everybody, the the two people. Well, no, everybody hates Grace, but um. Erin certainly does. Like she left him to be tortured, mm-hmm. or she turned up the aurora chair at the end of season one, and now she's like, oh, you know she's considering going with him, because it's clearly, if it had been an easy choice,
1: it wouldn't have been something she probably would have kept from them. No. And it's, I think it's mostly she's considering it to protect Talon.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of like a really tough situation, that she wants to be there for Talon, and
1: means going with Kreis. Because she's like, I can't leave him in the clutches of Kreis by himself. Yeah. And as long as I'm there, I can undo any damage that Kreis does and at some point Tana will be like I don't need you guys anymore.
0: Yeah, so Crichton says, "Okay, well you well, you can't go." You know, she's uh, but Aaron says, "Yeah, there's no
1: other solution." So There has to be another solution.
0: Yeah, but off they go. Yes. Actually, John and Aaron have a scene at the hangar bay. Uh yeah, where they're like, "Well, last time we stood here, we didn't say goodbye." And and uh, Aaron says, "Well, it wasn't goodbye." And his and John says, here's hoping history repeats itself." Mm-hmm. It's a great little scene between the two of them, and they have they clearly still. I mean, they cl- care for each other a lot, and John kind of realizes that there's it's kind of an impossible situation, and he's not angry at her. I think he's like, no, he's "Let's hope wishes there was another way." Let's hope we see each other again.
1: Also. Throughout this point, from uh, because they pick up Kreis at the prison a little bit before this, his shit-eating grin about this is beautiful. Yeah,
0: Kreis is like, gotcha, (laughs) I'm getting what I want. (laughs) And so yeah, they head over to uh, Talon, but Crichton warns Kreis before they go that, okay, if you harm either
1: Eren or Talon, I will hunt you down. And Chris actually Chris. laughs at that. It's like, yes, that would make it nice and symmetrical, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> not really. He's not really feeling that threatened by it.
0: No, he's not. And uh, well, I mean, because John has. I mean, if they're in that situation, Chris is aboard Talon, so he's probably going to mm. do all right for himself. Yep. Um. So they uh, hop on to the Prowler and go to Talon, and. So, Chris and Aaron go into the uh, command area, into the command uh, section, and then uh, basically a big ma- a metal hand, tentacle, tentacle with like a hand on the end of it, comes out of the floor. Uh huh. And they're like, "Wait, what the hell is this?" It's like it's the greatest uh, offer Talon can confer. It's the hand of friendship. Uh huh. And it's uh, if you look at the bottom, on some, I think on some versions, on think it might be visible. I didn't spot it, but the first time. But there's a hand visible at the bottom of the screen <laughs> holding the prop.
1: <laughs> but anyway, like it's Oops. going up to Crace, Crace's neck. Because it actually it comes up and they ask for who is it, and then a light shines on Crace. I'm like, ah, that's a good way of, of pointing, Talon. Yeah. Okay, I humbly accept. And he takes off his coat, puts away his little ponytail in the back,
0: and it just goes. We. It, it, goes up behind him, and we have a close-up of it with it's got metal spikes, and clearly what are, uh, I think, just some random computer chips stuck to mm-hmm. it. It's a proper, like, hokey sci-fi prop. Yep. And then it just rams into the back of his neck and sticks the di- uh, disc on there.
1: Yeah, and you see a, bu- a bit of blood coming from the points where the spikes it, went in. Yeah, it... it's
0: clearly painful. Chris cries out in pain. Mm-hmm. And is like, what is, what is it? And what it is, is it's a neural interface with Talon. So yeah. Crace is now connected to all of Talon's systems. Weapons, propulsion, sensors. They don't need to talk anymore. They can. They basically
1: have a mental link now. Mm-hmm. And he stands back up, magically has his coat back on, which he just took off. Eh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Minor detail, I liked it. Continuity. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, and, and he says, right, well, we no longer need Aaron. We don't uh, both he and Talon are in agreement that you should go. She's like, to hell, I'm not. It's like, no, I'm not. And so she starts a fight. She's like, okay, take the interface off. And Kreis knocks her down, and Talon has guns out, shooting at her. Actually shooting at Aaron yeah. to point
1: out how far gone Talon is at this point.
0: Yeah, and she's trying to tell Talon she's not the enemy. And Kreis says, we know that, but you can't stay aboard. Yeah, we... they, they managed to overpower her.
1: Yeah. And then that's like, look, you have 50 Mycrofts to get out before he open that passageway to space.
0: Yeah. We don't want to kill you. I would imagine Talon doesn't want to kill Aaron, but mm-hmm. they, yeah, you've let, we need you to leave.
1: Yeah. And if you don't leave, then we will kill you. Yeah.
0: So yeah, she gets out of there, and uh, on Moya, they, they're wondering why, because they, they reckon okay, Talon can't starburst by himself. Mm-hmm. and their plan to get out of there was, okay, if you tuck right up next to Moya, she can envelop you with the Starburst uh, energy, and they can both get out of there. Exactly. But then Aaron comes back, Scorpius is preparing to fire on them, and then Krace gets, the, gets on the phone with him. He says, Ah, I resign. I formally resign as a peacekeeper. And like, um, I mean, I thought that was already... <laughs>
2: like... <laughs> That's not your... Like...
1: That's out of your Scorpius, hands. Scorpius, this is my last frog of support. I am resigning officially as a peacekeeper. Also, John Crichton is dead. I killed him with my own hands. You can kiss my ass. Goodbye. And then, uh, yeah, Scorpius fires at them. But Talon starbursts away.
0: Which apparently he can now do. Yeah. And uh, then Moya starbursts as well. And, and Scorpius is like, okay, Braka. Your tactical expert said that Talon wouldn't be able to starburst for another Arn. I would like to see him so that I can educate him!
1: Oh man, poor guy.
0: Yeah, so... Or yeah. gal. We don't know. Yeah, that's not going to go well for them. No. So they manage to get away, and he's like, right, okay, let's go looking for Moya. And uh, and then Barak is like, but why? Crichton's dead. And he's like, Crichton isn't dead. Are you, are you crazy? like if he if he he says that if Kreis had killed Crichton, he wouldn't tell me he would no. just he wouldn't bother he would just kill him and go about his way, just trying to
1: piss me off
0: yeah, exactly. it's his last kind of attempt at retribution to yeah make him yeah lose Crichton or stop mm-hmm. looking for him, <laughs> so like again, we see that Scorpius is Scorpius, you know what Scorpius is. He's mm-hmm. he's very intelligent. He's genre savvy. He's yeah. the genre savvy villain who's like, "No, no, 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 no. This that's not the, he's
1: trying to distract. He knows he knows some of the tropes and how they work. Uh, he ba- he basically knows how people think. He's thinking logically about these things instead of narratively about these things. Yeah, or it's emotionally, like, yeah. Yeah. No, oh, no. Of course he would. He, why would he tell me that? There's no reason unless he's not actually
0: dead. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, the chase is on. That's basically what I have in my notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they've got away for now, and so now we have now we have some more scenes with everybody back on Moya. You know, things mm-hmm. are back to quote normal, I guess. Yeah. And uh, Dargo goes to see Zan, and he's filling in his role as Zan's, uh, I guess, Zan's confidant or Zan's uh, conscience uh, in some ways. Yeah, conscience, because. She says that, you know, you're right, I can't abandon them. I'll slow down the Seek. And, and, and he, I like
1: how he says, the next level will always be there. This one. But worked. this one may, yeah. may not.
0: And then we see Crichton and Aaron in Pilot's den. Uh, they're sat down on the floor uh, with Crichton is playing with... Basically, Crichton is playing with Aaron's hair a bit. Yeah, I love this scene. It's very cute. And they're sat basically right in front of where Pilot is. And uh, she says that she failed... Uh, but pilot actually chimes in and says, "No, Talon told Moya before they left that he chose Kreis of his own volition, mm-hmm. and he'll contact from t- Moya from time to time to let her know that he's okay." <laughs> John's like, uh,
1: they say they'll call every week. They never do. <laughs> they never do. I mean, <laughs> from my own experience, yeah, they never do. It's like, <laughs> well,
0: it's like it's that typical, cool. yeah, yeah, no, Mom, I'll call. I I'll be fine, and then they don't."
1: And, and <laughs> But I love that, at this point, the way they're sitting is that Aaron is sitting right in front of John, mm. and he has his arm uh, around her, and they're like... It's, it's really cute, those two sitting it there. It really is, yeah. And she it, leans into him like, do you think... Because they're talking about, I mean, Kreis could have killed me, you know. He could have killed me. At any time. Maybe he's, maybe he's changed.
0: And she's like, Kreis. Uh, and then she says, well,
1: I changed. You do I... believe people can change, don't you, John? And he's like... I love the smile on her face also when she says that.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, because, I mean,
0: it's a fair point, because she was a peacekeeper, uh, indoctrinated the same way Grace was, but she was able to become something more, something uh, better. Um, and John's like, yeah, people can change, but Grace, I... he's not, you know... <laughs> yeah, he's
1: not he's, so sure if Crace can change. No.
0: But at the same time, it seems to be that he might be reevaluating whether or not he really believes that or he's just really hates Crace. I think... It, why not both? Oh uh, Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but it, it seemed to me like part of the subtext of that scene is that John is, at least on some level, evaluating whether or not he's, his hatred is getting in the way of letting Crace... Well, Basically, a forgiving Christ, sort of, and letting him, mm. see and seeing that he may have changed,
1: but yeah, but I, there, we'll, I think I think Aaron's the one with the rosy to uh, the pink glasses on this one. Yeah, we'll, Rose tinted glasses. Yeah, say that correctly. We'll
0: see how that dev- but uh, yeah, that will be left for a future episode because uh, that's where we end on that uh, on that scene. Mm. Yeah, so that was Mind the Baby. What did we think of that episode? Meh. I thought it was alright. I thought it wasn't amazing. There were some there were some funny parts. There were some the rock paper scissors. Yeah, <laughs> was was great. Laugh. Pilot's reactions. Pilot's uh, mm-hmm. eye rolling and smirking was great. Um, they finally remembered they had the defense screen from the Zelbinian. <laughs> I feel
1: basically all scenes with Aaron were great. Yeah. Um, but the point the point I walk into is that um, a lot of the episode feels like. Because at the end, where we're at, is that they're fleeing from Scorpius. Uh, Moya has fle- fled from Scorpius, and Kreis has fled with Talon. And like, that's the exact same end state we had in the last episode. Yeah, it's kind Didn't of... need this one? Yeah, it's like back to normal.
0: Yeah, the only thing that really changed is that Talon
1: went away, and Talon has only really been in the show for a couple of episodes. So Yeah, and I, personally, I'm thinking, like, Talon was already away at the end of last season. Only he was still in the asteroid field. Yeah, they could have just had him learn how to starburst and leave off screen. They didn't yeah, need exactly. To do this bit, and also the bit where Kreis gets the neural implant. I'm like, eh. yeah, yeah. We could have found that out later.
0: Yeah, it's it. It is what you say. It is basically back to where we were before. Mm-hmm. Um, just that Kreis has got away and. Like it, 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 I don't think... It's not a bad episode. It's it's pretty... It's good. No, it's not a bad episode. It's good overall, but yeah, it doesn't seem to have changed much. It's like, okay, Scorpius is chasing after them, looking for them throughout the Uncharted territory. We're ba- yeah, we're back to kind of where we started. I, I
1: think they could have... Because there were a few things that had to resolve how Darga was saved and how they m- hooked up again with uh, Moya. Those two things could have probably been slotted into a different episode much easier... For example, if Darga woke up back on Moya and they yeah. could have done just done little parts of it. So flashbacks even maybe.
0: So here's an interesting thing. Some uh we've talked before about how a lot of a lot of the first season actually and we'll run into this again later on but some of the some of season 2 were broadcast out of order. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode was not broadcast out of order. It was supposed to be the first episode when it was broadcast it was but when it was initially written or when it was initially filmed rather it was meant to be episode two. Oh. and it was actually they realized that no this makes more sense as the first episode so they reshot the beginning and end so that it would tie in with that properly oh now i'm really curious about next week's episode ah well the thing is what was supposed to be the first episode mm-hmm uh, ends up being episode eight. Okay. And not to get super ahead of ourselves, but it's basically flashback based.
1: Oh, okay. That makes sense. So, so we'll get into that in a we'll few get into that in, in
0: a yeah, or so. Yeah. yeah, in a few episodes. Yeah, in about seven episodes time. But yeah, it was meant to be episode two when it was first written and they changed it to make it episode one. Huh. I think it definitely works as episode one because they've Refilmed a bunch of stuff to make it make sense, and we're we're picking up almost immediately after the family ties left off. But, like you said, nothing, it feels like we're back to where we were before that episode.
1: I I think, I think this, we'll have to see how the next few episodes go, but I think they could have skipped over this one to Uh, some degree. Yeah, they'd have to reshoot a few other pieces, they could put a few references. To, uh, la- uh, to the end of the last season into a different episode, but I think they could have made that work. It could have been, I mean, this episode could easily have been condensed, I reckon. Yeah.
0: yeah everything that happened in this could have been cut right down.
1: I mean, and some the- things could have just been cut out. Crace could have been shoveled out of this episode easily, and then you lose, like, major, I think, 70, 80% of the episode. Yeah. It's I- is, is fine.
0: And, minor thing, I think they could have, like, Zan, Zan, she doesn't do much for the rest of the, mm. rest of the episode. And her conversion back to the Delvian Seek and being a Pau again is basically only mentioned in this episode. It's only, we only see that from this episode. It didn't, didn't, isn't continuing on from family ties. So if they hadn't nope. done that and Zan had just been herself, then we would not have questioned anything. It would have been like, no, yeah, that, I, I, I buy that. That's fine. So that didn't really need to be there. Mm. Um, and I think that was a little bit under it was underdeveloped that whole thing because it was like Zan has checked out and is meditating and all that stuff and then immediately is back to herself at the end of the episode. Yeah. Like so. that felt a little bit I know what they were they were going for that we need to bring Zan back, but it was because it's just in this one episode it's sort of like it just it's there and gone again. Yeah,
1: it's a conflict that gets resolved at the end right away without Really, anything happening?
0: Yeah. So um, I would I would put this as kind of middle of the road, average episode, but not I, not not
1: pretty okay. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. Uh oh. <laughs> but Important. Um, I'm actually gonna change something about my rating system. Uh oh. Uh, I'm going to move everything back a grade. Okay. So we're we're changing things a bit, yeah. Yeah, because looking at the amount of five we gave last season. Hmm. And especially us saying we kind of wanted to give the last episode a 6 out of 5. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to... Basically, I'm going to start rating everything one score lower than I would have last season. Because I want to give a bit more room at the top okay. for the really excellent episodes to get a 5.
0: So we won't be consistent over the
1: entire show, no. but we no. will
0: be consistent per season.
1: Yes. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> it. So uh, so if you want to... if you care about that, you can retroactively give everything at lower grade from last season, Oh god. which would mean Jeremiah Crichton gets a 1 when I'm completely okay with. Listen, uh, by, by the time we get to the end of this uh, show,
0: Jeremiah Crichton will be in negative numbers <laughs> at this rate. <laughs> Are,
1: do we really care about I that? I mean, I'm
0: fine with that. I was going <laughs> to say. It for me so
1: out. Yeah, that does mean that I'm going to give this episode a 2. So remember, that's not as bad. That used to be middle of the road, because but it's just... Compared to a lot we've seen,
2: eh?
0: Yeah, it's kind of it's it's very sort of it's it's average. It's not amazing, yeah. but it's pretty. It's still pretty good.
1: It's still you it's, know. It's it's just, still nowhere near as bad as some of the other episodes. I
0: think the most important some thing,
1: of the, uh,
0: the most important thing is that it still feels like Farscape. It still feels like it yes. all fits in and definitely everything in it. To I mean to uh, some more than others, but it all. Makes sense from what they've set up. It's just some it's, of it, it didn't or it didn't necessarily need to be there, or no. could have been
1: condensed. And exactly, we, that's and that's why I'm giving it an average score of two.
0: And which... we ended up we ended up where we started.
1: Yeah, which is you know
0: it's not great for development terms. I mean, we did have some sort some kind of character. I don't know character development wise. We had mm-hmm. John and Aaron's bond being. I, actually, the the bond wasn't developed. It was more reaffirmed for the audience, I think, mm-hmm. because there's the dialogue where she's like, "Oh, we were. How many times were we close?" It's like, "Oh, just the one. No, not like that." Because beforehand, it had never been made explicit whether or not her and John Hurd actually slept together. Mm-hmm. And this episode, it is.
1: Well, it was. It, it was pretty obvious in a human was, reaction, actually. Yeah. Was no doubt about that one.
0: Actually, depending, <laughs> actually more behind the scenes, due to editing in some regions when mm-hmm. human reaction was broadcast. Sorry, that's what I was getting at, right. It wasn't clear if they'd slept together because it, that, that part of the scene in the safe house, whatever it may have been, was cut out in some places. Ah. So that makes sense. To, to make that explicitly clear, without having to cut that scene for censors, they're mm-hmm. like, they put that line into this episode.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
0: It actually clarifies that properly. To get around, to get around that, I mean, watching it on DVD, we don't have to worry about that. But yep, nope. that's why that was in there. Okay, so seeing as we're talking about behind-the-scenes stuff, before we uh, pro- finish wrapping up, mm-hmm. um, here's here's something interesting. So they delayed this episode until the second slot.
2: Yeah,
0: what that gave them time to do was figure out what happened in Family Ties, because. When they designed... <laughs> this is from uh, Rockney, oh, I think, S.O. No. Bannon. Um, it's from Farscape Chronicles Starburst Edition. Mm-hmm. And he says, When we designed that cliffhanger, we had a few extremely nominal what-if ideas that we t- tossed back and forth. We had been focusing more on how much we could put on family ties and make it as spectacular as possible. To be honest, there wasn't any substantive conversation about how we'd resolve it, which, <laughs> I, which I think is fairly common in TV. So he says you don't know what we'll do you worry about that later after summer vacation. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> what? Like that's not an uncommon thing in TV terms in uh like in uh, right in writing shows but like
1: it's such a bad idea.
0: <laughs> well that that's why part of they moved it back to the second episode so that they had more time to write it and actually get that down what happened afterwards.
1: Oh god. It's such a. Like, if you build a cliffhanger, you need to know what's going to happen after that. Apparently oh, everybody not. Visited, everybody doesn't in TV. That doesn't make it a bad idea. Less of a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> they. I mean, even if you have like six or seven ideas, and you'll figure out which one you end up writing at the end, that's fine. Well, that's, but...
0: that sounds like sort of what they had, but they were okay, much more so... vague. It was like a few nominal "what if" ideas that they threw that's back and forth. Fine. Okay, that's at least something. They didn't have no idea, but they hadn't figured it out explicitly before they okay. wrote that episode. And okay, so that's like, less bad than I thought. Yeah, basically there were a lot of there was apparently a lot of communal work on solving the problems, and the largest portion of that was went from, uh, Ricky Manning. Who was a writer and executive producer, and he became the guy who always had to clean up, tie up loose ends, work out the details of solving cliffhangers. It became one of his specialities. Oh
1: god, poor guy.
0: <laughs> it's just like, right, Ricky, you figure this out, right? Great, yeah, we'll go. We'll see so- you later at lunch. Yeah, bye.
1: <laughs> so, Ricky, Ricky. So, um, apparently, we've seen half the crew die last episode, but uh, we need you to make, uh, to figure out how they're still alive at this point. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you'll pull, you'll pull an right? Great, Ricky. Yeah, we're going to a part. Bye. Yeah, see ya. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Remind that. me to me buy that guy flowers once we're done with this with the series. Yeah, that sounds like series. Like
0: that, that sounds like an oh, such an awful task of like. Yeah. You figure this shit out, please. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're off to a you know, we're 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 back into Farscape. It definitely feels yes. like we're back into things and part of that is actually kind of because we're back where we started. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh, we'll see where we go from here and I hope we get some more things going that
1: uh, I I I can't imagine we do.
0: Yeah. So, uh yeah, we thought yeah, that was mind the baby. It was alright. It, right. it
2: was alright.
0: It was had some little touches in it that were that were great like we said. Uh overall eh.
2: yeah. yeah.
0: Could have been a lot worse but could have been a lot better as well. So, uh yeah, that will be it for that episode so next up we have the episode called Vitas mortis mm-hmm. so ooh, dargo takes part in a sacred ritual that helps a dying luxon to pass on so we're going to get to see some more luxons oh from cool the of things which haven't seen well any other luxons really no we haven't so uh yeah look looking forward to that that'll be next week as usual so yeah we'll be back then and, uh, until then, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and, uh, we hope you've enjoyed the first season, and we'll stick with us for the second season, because we're going, you know, we're going through this whole thing. <laughs> we'll be yep. here for a while. Still so, got more than a year to go. Uh, yep, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week for Vitas Mortis. Until then, um, you can find us both on Twitter, I am at Cartwell Hats, Red is at Vodolkin in tree. Yes. And... If you go to cantwellhats.co.uk, you can find all previous episodes of the podcast along with my other projects, including links to my Patreon, which is what makes this podcast possible, as patreon.com slash cantwellhats. So this is brought to you by you, uh, for you, I think. Yes. <laughs> that makes sense, right? Yeah, that's good. It does. I cool. Think. Maybe? Yeah, maybe. We'll um, go with it. Rock, paper, scissors. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you next time. We'll see you then. That's it from us this week. Goodbye for now. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
1: um oh. Hats. Hats. Ah Are you- Hello. Are you mm. there?
2: Ah
0: yes, red, yes. I've forsaken all my material possessions and I'm um, pouring myself into spirituality and meditation. Um oh. Does the it Munich
1: it keep your stuff?
0: Yes, of course. Material possessions are of no consequence to me.
1: Oh, great. Okay, cool. Then I'll take
2: this and this. By the way, you still need to edit the podcast. Don't oh, shit!